0: Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You always got me. Rebel Scott. Bam! Oh! We're, we're back. Of all the years we've been And doing better this, than ever. I never get tired of <laughs> hearing our intro being introduced how's it going
1: (laughs) not too bad how are you
0: pretty good do you like that I blurred out my background instead of having a bad virtual set or should I put the bad virtual (laughs) set back
1: I there's my uh, Jaws poster I mean I see more of you
0: (laughs) I think like there's clearly uh, we because we so for everybody that doesn't care I'm going to tell you anyway we had some technical faux pas as we came into this right we were like Oh man, like the internet wasn't working. Uh, but I can tell you, I can see the delay <laughs> on my side. Mm-hmm. I can see the delay. So we're also going three hours early. So for all the people that aren't here that are waiting for 8.30 p.m. Where's Al Schuler showed up though. Al's here. Mando. Mando's a two out of 10. <laughs> Brock, how's it going? You excited to talk Star Wars?
1: I am excited, excited, excited. Uh let's get into it. Spoiler here on in for F five.
0: Yeah, chapter twenty one. Chapter
1: I didn't even look at the title.
0: It 21. was called spoilers uh, ahead. By the way, solid, we can solid solid say
1: episode, so if I've not watched it, then
0: we'll tell everybody spoilers, but the Star Wars social no, media team. The Star Wars social media team has taken it upon themselves to spoil everything anyway. I don't know if anybody's seen this, but one of the spoilers that we're excited to talk about uh, that takes place in a, I guess, a New Republic uh, hangar bar area. uh, They revealed the character that a certain cameo has been leaked. Uh, by Star Wars, <laughs> St- Star Wars yeah. official social media showed the picture of it. I was he- like, I gotta be honest, I made the thumbnail for this week and I chose the Pirate King because God bless the Pirate King. I love that Pirate King who's R.I.P. <laughs> Pirate King. But like, I was hesitant yeah. on what to put from this episode because everything was kind of like, I don't really know. I mean, you could put Bo Katan or Bando, I get that. How have you? So I, I chose yeah, yeah, Pirate yeah. King. I think an, it might have been an image from the first episode. But yeah, they spoiled it up. But what did you so going into the what were your expectations heading into this episode before you saw it though?
1: Oh, like none. You know, I had a realization in this episode that like this ser- this season is like Andor We're like I have no idea what's going to happen next. I mean, we we have ink of where they're going. Obviously uh, the trailer at the beginning uh, at the, prior to the season starting was like we need to go back to Mandalore, Mandalore. blah blah blah. It's clear that we're <laughs> we're going there, but like the stories we've gotten so far are just out of this world, and it's just like things you didn't expect to happen. Happening, like it's. I, I mean, I keep saying I wish we could go back to our episodes right after the second season ended and be like, <laughs> oh look at this, like, like it, we have no, we had, we would have had no clue. Uh, but like chef's kiss to whoever allowed it I would assume it's it's straight up below but to get live actions that looking like 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 real and then also like perfect to his animated version and to get he blunt to what's that character again? And like he did, it felt like he sounds like Zeb, but he sounds a little like not as cartoonish. So it's sort of like this is this is this is um uh Zeb for adults, right? Even though like, <laughs> I think most of Star Wars Rebels fans are adults, um, but like that was just great. And like, no way it is? Uh, uh, sorry, uh, sorry to rant about scene is great because it's like that is what new rangers or sorry rangers of the new republic would have been not just like at a bar but like that like yeah like that vibe was great it's great Could Uh, your thoughts
0: that that show could still happen without Cara Dune Mm -hmm. it could happen with Cara Mm -hmm. Dune if they so chose to do so but they've established I think they've established enough that they're not but what you said, like, Zeb for adults, it's funny, though, because um, somebody, I can't remember who it was, tweeted that the Anakin-Ahsoka lightsaber battle on Rebels was seven years ago. Seven years ago, Brock. So if somebody was seven when they watched that, they are 14 now, right? They're like they're teenagers so it makes kind of cool that they grew up with these characters and these characters grew up with them as well and yeah and so when i first saw zeb i wasn't 100 percent convinced it was zeb and i was like oh that's cool it kind of sounds like zeb maybe that's something they're doing for all the sots they want them to have that kind of voice because it was a little bit different and then it turned out that it was zeb and i was very happy that it was and he looked exactly how you wanted zeb to look in live action they didn't tinker with it mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. heavily it really reminded me I mean it was a little bit more animated it was a lot more animated obviously but it it, took, it reminded me of when I was a kid uh, watching a Ninja the Ninja Turtle movie for the first time where it was like I love the cartoon but then when they're in there's something about live action even though this is animated there's something about seeing it interact with humans that takes it a step higher up and a little bit more respecting and, and I, I really I liked what they did I like that they did that uh, and obviously I was shocked that Zeb was the first Rebels character that we're getting, (laughs) aside from, I guess, Ahsoka, but because we're getting them all, really. Maybe not Kanan, I don't know, but we know Sabine's coming for sure. Hera, they haven't said officially that Hera's coming, but Hera's coming. So it's, I don't know, it's it's exciting. If they're all going to look that good, bring them on. And one thing that this show does, I just, that the Mandalorian, just the way that it embraces the stupidity of Star Wars on every level, like it, it. It's funny when you listen to Favreau talk. He's like, "I love Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back," and then when Return of the Jedi came out, I started liking girls, and I didn't like it so much. But like, he's making them um, uh, these shows that feel closer to Return of the Jedi than the other two. Like it's like they're so zany, and the characters that show up and yeah, like, Pirate yeah. King, like I mentioned, like all these things are like so Return of the Jedi prequel era yeah. ridiculousness, oh. and I, it's. It's amazing.
1: Almost, uh it's it's a perfect, Mike. Perfect, absolutely great, great call on that uh, Dengar ca- cam cameo. Um,
0: Bring the dengar.
1: Well, the Gorian shard. So, in so interesting, like it's almost a bummer that like we we're pretty. Assuming he's dead, their <laughs> spaceship, the air cruiser, like exploded. <laughs> so, but like, it's just like you look at that character and you're like, that's insane. That looks like it looks a, like, a lost idea from the droids, you know, or yeah. like Ewoks cartoon. But it looks why? Yeah, why not? Why not? Also, like, or warthog characters, something they made up for this show as well. Like the war. Top, there's like the warthog, like they make me laugh every time with Gordon Shard. I was like, it's like, did
0: uh, I, I haven't seen a warthog in live action. Let me know if anybody else has warthog mm-hmm. Star Wars. I'm guessing at some uh, point, yeah, it's just
1: um. Uh, super-
0: of course, Warthog was a character in Star Wars, so the species itself. I can't find maybe there is maybe somebody in the chat will let us know. Dale <laughs> Dale's <laughs> like our encyclopedia Startanica. He knows what's up. But uh yeah. the Ugnot, the pirate Ugnot, this to <laughs> me, Ugnot Smee. That was mm-hmm. the name Smignot. I believe that was portrayed by the same performer as Quill. And um and the Lizard Lady. I believe it was the same performer that did them all. I love seeing Ugnot Smee on that Smee Smee. What about Smee? I loved, I loved it. It looked great. I thought the design was perfect, and it was very Disney, Peter Pan looking. Uh, the mannerisms. I loved Ugnot Pirate. I want more. I mean, Ugnot Pirate's dead, but there's got to be more Ugnot Pirate out there, and I want to see more Ugnot Pirate. And if i'm being jealous and if i'm being greedy about that okay i'm good with that i'm good with that what else stuck out um in this episode to you like what like really caught your attention
1: what caught my attention in the episode
0: yeah I'm back. <laughs> what caught your attention there? But let's bring up, look, before we get to that, let's Vermont Mike says, uh, I hate it to see the ship bite the dust. Mandos should have kept it. I kind of like that idea that Mandos could have utilized. It. I mean, it's crashed. It blew up, I guess so you can't But, but yeah, that would be cool. But what stuck out to you, Brock in that episode? I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> what stuck out to you in this week's episode the most, other than Zeb?
1: Uh, uh, straight up, like, this, this like, subtle way they've moved Bo-Katan into this leadership position. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's pretty great that, like, like they've set up the idea of like the mandalorians getting a piece of land in you know where like they like they set up that mando or um Grieb Karga offers land to Mando. So it's just like, oh yeah. it it, like, as, as the story gets there, you're like, oh yeah, they could totally live there. They could save them and they could have land. It's like, that was great. So what'd you think?
0: Yeah. That's my thing is I kept saying, I thought, well, two things you brought this up to me too. It's I, this was for me, this was the uh, season of the sum of all of its parts that this was going to be a binge watching series. And I, and a lot of people were complaining, like, They said this season had no direction. They didn't know. And I thought, and I think I said this the last few weeks, I felt like this season had the most direction. Like they've Mm -hmm. known almost, maybe almost too much how, how they were going to go about this season and what, what the point of it was and why they were doing it. And I love, I love that. And yeah, that's the thing. Like everything they set up in that first episode is kind of coming, has been coming to play. Like nothing is, it's classic felony right? Like, nothing is by accident. Nothing is just for the sake of it. It's There's a purpose, and let's go to it. And that's what I appreciate. So the Mythosaur is coming into play, and it could be, you know, there's something going on with the armor, whether she's trustworthy or not. I don't know. Um, but there's something up there. The Mythosaur is going to play some sort of part in it all. So I, I'm. Imagine the mythosaur eats the armor and like just ends the armor. <laughs> it's just like bam done, and then I like and then we got at the end when we saw the sh- the shuttle in space. I was like, is that Gideon or is this the beginning mm-hmm. of the teasing of Thrawn? Because I felt like this episode oh. really started, really started that right where yeah. where they like. When um what's his name? What's the Re- rebel the new republic fighter name? Uh Kim's Convenience. What what's his name on the show? Carter oh, um, When he's like, yeah, when when he he's talking there's something going on, like he's he knows there's something going on. And Gideon is a big part of that, but Thrawn, I think, is a bigger part of that. And I don't think mm-hmm. we need to know that. I don't think we need to know that yet, or we're even Really meant to care about Thrawn. We're not really meant to care about Thrawn at this point, but I think bigger than what he's saying, I think he's referring to Moff Gideon and the Empire coming back. But above that is Thrawn bringing the Empire back. And what does that have to do? And the other question I have about it all is: is Gideon, Gideon's connection to Thrawn? It's Carson. Carson something Tava. Carson Tava. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Carson Tava. Yeah. So. My my thing, but here here, Brock. Let me just go right into this now. So we have Moth Gideon because your mm-hmm. internet looks good, and let's just take it <laughs> while we can. So Moth, or my internet—I don't know whose it is. So Moth Gideon has escaped. Best car, best car was found at the scene of the crime. Right before that, the armorer tells Bo-Katan, "Take off your mask. You've walked both ways. You're the one that can unite yeah, us." Yeah. Evil, sinister music is playing in the background. Whether that's just Mando music or not, I don't know. I'm not a musicologist. So that's all happening. Moff Gideon's gone. Thrawn is out there. We know that from season two, Ahsoka, blah, blah, blah. What if Moff Gideon isn't a good guy, but the better guy than Thrawn and knows that Thrawn is out there and he is using rogue Mandos to escape because then he he needs to find a way to fight Thrawn when Thrawn comes. Is that wacko yeah. daco? Because where is this going? No,
1: I I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, as you were talking about Thrawn, I was like, oh yeah, like we don't know where exactly he disappears with um, Ezra. Like, perhaps we co- blast them back in and they don't know that the empire is over, right? So it's like, what do you do when you have a insanely strategic? person that thought the empire was a great idea if you if you like he's the kind of character that like he knows how to read his scenario or the the environment he's in like he could have he could be back and he could be plotting stuff so it's like he's perfect like uh the return of uh oh gosh uh it's the the o'brien character like her last name is o'brien i just watched an interview with her but the the, the 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 like the like the Kane, from episode Kane. three the Kane, thank you. Kane. she's she's back, and you're like, oh, she's oh, we didn't talk about Tim Meadows as as Tim a, Meadows. A, a New Republic New Republic uh, <laughs> Colonel. Like this is awesome. Like, um, but yeah, like I think you're right. Like I I don't know if I like the idea that like he's he's uh, Thrawn recruiting. Uh, Rogue Mandalorians, but like I mean, I'm sure we're gonna see that in the next couple episodes because now bogotan's gonna go out and go retrieve any Mandalorians that are out there as sort of like freelancers. I'm sure we're gonna see the return of like uh the Sasha Banks character. It's not Sasha Banks because she's not even the WWE anymore, uh Mercedes something. But those two I can't the, remember her
0: of, name, but I remember yeah. Axe Woves. X
1: Wolves the other guy, and she's like, anyways. So like, yeah, like it's it's interesting. It's like because it's like you, you just started an episode where like where like all the all the Mandalorians are like good again or or whatever. Like they're just seeing a new concept. Like especially with the armor, you're like, oh, maybe you mean well, but you're just like, or the Mandal like the the armors are sort of having a moment of. Oh, maybe I'm not exactly right about the future of the of Mandalore. Like perhaps that there has to be like, like that. That's like the concept of like Bo Katan yeah. walks both worlds. So it's like, yeah. And it's just like it's very, very interesting. And it's like I never thought like I would want to watch a show that's this interwoven into the Mandalorians. I, Cause I like know. we got a lot of we got a lot of it in Clone Wars and, and Rebels. And rebels and are just sort of like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's really gone to that next level. It's not like, oh, look at how cool Boba Fett's armor anymore. It's like it's not really about that anymore. It's it's uh it's really interesting. Uh oh before I forget, did you notice the cameos in the the new Republic bar?
0: The director trio, the trio director, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, "Is that Deborah Chow?" And then, of course, I'm I, like, but, "Oh, there's a cowboy hat." And I'm like, "Oh, and that's Rick Facko." I, I always screw up his last name. But it makes
0: complete sense that they're in there because they were the pilots, and now they don't have to talk. Yeah. They probably all feel more comfortable. And I like—I mean, obviously, Filoni and Rick from Eureka—they're—they're they're in. They work on the show, but Deborah Chow hasn't worked on Mandalorian since yeah. season one. She moved on to Kenobi, but it's nice to see that she's still in the fold. Like, she's not like I'm not like she's still around. They threw her in when they wanted to. I like I like that the camaraderie bring it in let's go. Next week Brock is going to be directed by Bryce Dallas Howard I heard. So oh, her wow. episode is up next and you know what that means. <laughs> it's going to be the worst episode. <laughs> uh no she did a great job of Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, I would, what what episode did she do in season 2 of the Mandalorian? I can't remember what episode she did in season 2. Season frog 1 was Was it the frog one? I'm not sure sure uh, episode the first season she did no
1: it was like an Ahsoka episode or the Ahsoka episode no that
0: was Filoni that was Filoni oh no, that was Fil- you don't touch Ahsoka only Filoni touches Ahsoka. <laughs> if Ahsoka shows up Filoni's like I'm in and they're like but we didn't ask he's like I'm in I don't mm-hmm. care uh anyway what who cares she she did she they're all the the thing is everybody online likes to to she should do a movie and this is the best directors like they're all competent they're all doing their job mm-hmm. and i think that's that's it but it's exciting that uh, we're going i still think this season has been it's building up to something that yeah. i think is i i don't know if this here's my thing it's i don't know if this season's going to end like i mean it's going to end obviously yeah. but is it going to end is it going to have an ending or is it mm. going to be a cliffhanger ending and that's what i'm not sure of like could you argue season 2 is a cliffhanger ending it felt kind of complete, so I don't know if I could.
1: Yeah. But... Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of like it wasn't a cliffhanger, but we knew we were getting a third season, right? So it's yeah. just like, oh, but then yeah, like it's, it's I, I think this is what Star Wars is getting right, where it's just sort of like we could give you pre- predictability or we could do this. It's like I wouldn't say that Mandalorian. is that I would say that um, uh, it's exactly what we want. Like, it's just like, oh, this is so fresh. And this is like, this is what it feels like to watch Star Wars for the first time where like, as a child, where you're like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. Hmm. Right. But now it's like, so um No, I'm excited. I, it's, this entire season so far has been like, you could have given me 30 more minutes on every episode, and I would, I would have been like this episode
0: felt,
1: felt like it wasn't very, like, it felt longer than it actually was. Like, I remember yes. like looking at the, the uh, thing and I was, like, as they're wrapping up the Navarro story, I'm like, oh man, there's still like at least five minutes. Like, I was just like, wow. And it felt like for, maybe I also watched it in in parts but it like it's like this it felt like so much stuff was covered and none of it was like redundant in my opinion so yeah
0: and that's what the shows usually does very well yeah. i thought the first two episodes of this season still as much as i liked them i still felt like they felt like they were cut short whereas the next episode was an hour but that one felt complete and then yeah. last week Last week was really short, but to me, it still felt like a complete episode. Like, I didn't feel like anything was missing in it. Mm-hmm. And this week, you're like, oh, it's barely 40 minutes. I'm like, awesome. I like short. And I <laughs> watched it. I was like, how is this only 40 minutes? I feel like I've watched three hours of content right now. Like, it just kept going <laughs> and in a good way, like in a good way. And look, I'm always down to make these episodes seven hours long, whatever. I, the more Star Wars, the happier I am with it. But if it doesn't need to be an hour long, why would you make it an hour? If it needs to be 29, 39 minutes, make it 29, 39 minutes. And that's what I feel like these shows and Kenobi and Andor and both. like They've all kind of done them that way. Andor was usually, I think, a little bit longer. But they needed to be a little bit longer. And there was more episodes because they needed more episodes. And I don't think any of these, like Book of Boba Fett, could you argue it needed more episodes of that show? well no argument if if uh if you want if you liked it or not it's just i don't think more episodes would have enhanced the show in fact i think most people say you get rid of the mandalorian episodes and you can have the whole season then it's yeah, only yeah. it's only a six episode show and i think that's really what it was so i, I like the whole length thing i think it's overplayed by people cuz we're used to we're also used to uh well maybe not anymore but we're used to the uh cable television way of this is a 60 minute program a 30 minute program but yeah. with Re- but with rebels rebels was half an hour so it was only like 22 minutes and the issue with rebels was it wasn't enough to cover in 22 minutes but it was probably too much to cover it well first of all budget everything but probably too much to cover in an hour so that's where for me streaming makes the most like is the best area for yeah for for shows for series is because you could just like like movies right like Movies aren't really a set time you know the studio wants a two hour movie whatever but it's not like it's two hours on the dot it's 201 or whatever you know mm-hmm. so it I think this is the best and and this episode there was so much covered there was no fat in it it was, there was a, mm-hmm. it just it felt really good it felt solid and it felt like oh I can't wait for next week
1: yeah like it's um yeah no it's great it's like I had a realization or not realization because there's no fact to this yet but like this new era of Star Wars TV could set up for a new era of Star Wars movies in the sense that perhaps we're setting up how the the galaxy will function going forward because it's like we can't really have an empire then and republics don't seem to work either. Like maybe they need a new make new something new. But I guess like the problem is Mandalorian's happening after Return of the Jedi and before the force awakens and there's really no mention of the mandalorians during those movies so it's like watching this i'm like oh are they they're working on getting the mandalorians to a power level of like i'm not going to say that they're going to run the galaxy but like perhaps this new version of mandalorians that have seen seen that they're not always right about what they're doing like like i feel like what the storyline of the the armor is is sort of pointing out like we've made mistakes. We all know we've made mistakes, but we're still a good people if we can see through our failings and become better. Like that's the vibe I got. See, like it's, it's the funny thing about this show when like the bulk of your cast, you can't even see their faces. So it's like it's like it's silent stares, and you're like, but like you get that emotion. So that's what I, I had that thought of, like, well, what if, like, the next Star Wars movies is a 50-year jump into the future? Because it makes the most sense. Just clear the slate. You can, you've can. you clearly proven you can make a Star Wars story that doesn't always rely on a Skywalker or a Jedi. Perhaps this is the move. Like, they, I mean, we. I'm not saying we're going to get it next year, but, like, what we're doing with Mandalorian and possibly... Whatever is being set up with Ahsoka, we're making all these like assumptions, but like it could be very, very interesting where they go. I, I if the plan is to make Mandalorians a a power in the galaxy again, which seems like it, I, I don't know, but like I don't think they become in charge overnight. So perhaps by the time they do get to this point, that it's way past like Rise of Skywalker.
0: That's something that's been on my mind is the mm. next move. I did a th- like the next movie. Mm. And I know they're rushing into the, they're, they're slowly rushing into the next movie. Yeah, And I just think do episode 50, like set it, like you said, like years in the future and just call it like, keep it the episodic thing. So it's still Star yeah. Wars. And that's why we go. And it's part of the same timeline, but you set it far enough in the future. That, or, or you don't go that far; you go a little bit, better. and then if you want Daisy Ridley, you know, you're like, well, when she's older, we'll throw her in, right? Whatever. So you I, that, but I, but what you're saying about Mando's, and that's, I, I, I like that idea too, that maybe they're the next step in mm-hmm. the theatrical films as well, and this could be yeah. the this could be the side story of how we got to that. Mm-hmm. But the the problem, and I talked about this the other day, is the problem for me is that you know what? How everyone's like fire, Kathleen Kennedy, Oh, well, Actually, if we check the board, she was just fired. But no, in all honesty, the thing, and I said this the other day, like I said, but the thing with Kathleen Kennedy is she is not Kevin Feige. Mm -hmm. But she is, but she isn't. She's closer to David Zaslav at time. No, Warner. What the hell is it called? Warner Discovery. Like She is the head of this studio that has arms in it what she needs to, what Star Wars needs, I think, is, is I'm going to say this name, but I don't mean this specific person, but is that James Gunn person that David Zaslav fired, who is like, go sit in a closet for two hours, come out with a plan. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, because, like, and maybe and maybe it should be because the other, like, that's kind of what Favreau and Filoni are with the Mandoverse, right? Like, they have their thing here and then now there's Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, Obi-Wan, all these things and they're kind of at the center of it and they're making sure all these pieces fit into their giant puzzle. But until someone can do that for the theatrical films, it it, it almost doesn't matter. Like it's yeah. like set things up but then who's yeah. taking care of it? And so I don't, like I think it would be awesome for this to be the case but they would need it would probably have to be somebody in this group would have to oversee the theatrical films of star wars at least and my vote is all of them I, <laughs> yeah i said i think uh rick uh Fumiyawa i think i'm so i'm saying it right yeah i think he i think him and like deborah chow could take team of like Favreau and Filoni at this point, maybe Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? If they were interested, but I just looked and if you look, uh, Rick F, as I am going to say, he's executive producer now on the Mandalorian, yeah. right? He's working his way out. Like he's a big player on this now. Yeah. And he's learned from Favreau and Filoni, how to manipulate this. And if that, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. I don't know if he's qualified or not, but that's, I just feels like it, all of these things could work out to their favor if they just had someone in place to pull the puppet strings of it, yeah, because because yeah, because these are the 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 legends novels of the nineties. This is the shadows of the empire. Yeah, we just don't have Return of the Jedi yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's it's very exciting. Like it's uh, in your and not to deviate too much from our conversation. Uh, Bad Batch put out the last two episodes oh, on Wednesday as well.
0: I heard Disney Star Wars is also spoiling that on social media,
1: <laughs> and it's like, oh, like that series. I think I said last episode is like there's 14 episodes you need to watch four, um, which is fine. Uh, I kind and I kind of now that it's over, I kind of like okay, I get what the point of these episodes were, but I don't think it was that necessary. Um, I don't know. But uh the last two episodes they're they're interesting. Um I wouldn't say they're the best episodes, and some people might go like you're crazy and heartless. But um they're not bad. And it's like it's it's interesting. Uh I don't even know why I deviated like this. That's
0: right. It's but uh,
1: it's um I I, I feel like Perhaps there was some choices made in this that will make sense in maybe in relation to this. Uh but it's yeah, I don't know. It's like I don't know. Yeah, anyways, I watched the last two episodes of Bad Batch, is I guess my point. Um not terrible, but um yeah, like it's maybe it relates to like, well, we can't make a new version of the empire we can have villains because i mean even high republic points out that like there's like a million corners to the galaxy and like you can't control all of it so there's always going to be some kind of menace like we <laughs> like guardian shard was a pretty good villain for the two episodes he's in you just make a character like that like i would argue he's like the villain in the first phase of high republic where it's just like oh that's really good (laughs) and and what you mentioned before like thrawn coming back and being a power of a sort i was like oh wow that's like that's interesting so i don't know i i I don't know what the next step logical step or i don't know i'm just i this ride is awesome and i can't wait i cannot i will never get off (laughs)
0: Yeah, and they're not stopping, so we're on this for the long haul. Yeah. I yeah, it's been for me, it's been. Um, I I never like. <laughs> they were like, "We're gonna get more movies, great!" But then these yeah. shows kind of came out of nowhere because of Disney Plus. Yeah, and I I think I, we talked about this a while ago. Might have been you, but it's like this is where George. This is what George Lucas wanted to do, you know. I mean, at first it was movies, whatever. But he he got. Star Wars was because of his love for the serials he used to watch in the theater. Then he tried to do the Star Wars Underworld show, mm-hmm. and like now it's like the technology has caught up to what he wanted, right? Like, yeah. And so it's kind of like this is where Star Wars, as, as much as I think it belongs in the theater, theatrically and everything, this is also where it belongs.
1: Yeah. I don't, yeah. Like,
0: I don't like books, and I don't want to like books are great, and comics are great, and video games are fine. But Star Wars is like, it's this is it's, it's film and television more like yeah. that strong suit i think i mean video games maybe one day but video games it's not like video games is more especially nowadays where all video games are one player it's more of a personal journey whereas a yeah. movie you sit with your friends your family yeah. and strangers and you watch and you have this experience and you just and it's just like a joygasm to quote jim carrey from batman forever <laughs> But it's just like it's just that you sit there and you just have a great time watching it, and yeah. that's where I think it it's really found its footing again after all this time on Disney Plus, and then hopefully they can parlay that into some kind of success in the theater. Or maybe they should hire James Gunn. He's not doing anything right now.
1: I I'm, I think I'm over like these like sharpshooter directors that are like blowing up the scene. Like I don't like. I, I think you were right earlier where it's like, yes, it's Filoni and Favreau, but like they have all these like Rick F and I'm yeah. sure and like you said, um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard like like bringing in this like committee to do that thing and they all, we talked about the Daniels last week where it's like oh, like the, they're just coming in to do episodes and maybe that's for the best. Like it's I don't think we should hitch our wagons to one person because it's like I. Somebody, end up, I mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, somebody commented. I we I put it. We put in a post and it was like, "Who's your favorite Jedi or whatever?" And somebody said, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said Revan, yeah. I, and I was just like, "Who would you like to see them play in a the movie?" They're like, "I don't really care about actors or directors. I just want to see the character." Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm like that's how probably the mentality should be like when people first got mad at kathleen kennedy they didn't even know what the hell her job was yeah, yeah. I, I arguably they still don't know what her job was right <laughs> so like yeah it's so far removed from, from us and i do agree like sh- we should like i think the one thing that the first is a mandalorian did beautifully was give us that documentary with the round table yes, yes. And, and the thing is that kind of gave you the insight on how it was all done and that's why you could see okay it's Favreau and Filoni, but these other people come in and they have opinions and suggestions, and it's a team effort. The biggest thing, though, is like you still have to have the person, like the showrunner, right? And now yeah. with like yeah. theatrical, like Marvel, Star Wars, like James Cameron, Avatar, like there's still like the showrunner exists in the movies now for these franchises. But they, they have to have, yeah, they have to have the team that's with them, that understands, and can also question them from time to time right like you can't all be yes guys you have to have someone yeah. be like nah are we... like and that's how it should be and yeah i don't know where we got on this topic but yeah. i think they, they have such a solid group like i kind of wish they would just say this group here and you can include terry Gilliam, though i think he would probably clash with <laughs> they'd probably be like but you know like just take that group and just be like make just plan out some movies just you guys just take the ball and run with it because they're doing a great job and you you might like some of it you might not like some of it but they've Mm -hmm. been doing a solid job and the thing is you cannot argue this try me try me is they gave us two seasons of Mando, Obi-Wan Kenobi Boca Boba Fett and a third season of Mando they gave us stuff like stuff (laughs) under yeah. their watch like like it wasn't like they might do a boba fett show it was like oh this boba fett show is shooting right now you didn't know like like it's like they they they're just doing it there's no bsing so no beating around the bush there's like we're gonna do it and that's yeah. I, and other than ryan johnson i that hasn't really happened like it's kind of wild yeah it's just so just give them the keys and just say make some stuff whatever
1: yeah yeah i It's just like you feel so bad where it's like these people are just trying to create something. Yeah. Like, granted, they have to create something that people like because it's for our entertainment. But it's just like, I don't know if you've I, I, and granted, I'm getting my news from headlines I see on Facebook or Instagram. It's like it sounds like like Shazam is just like the people involved in that is just like slowly collapsing because it's just like. It didn't do well, and then apparently Zachary Levi is saying this and this and this, and it's just like, like it's like just let it be a movie. It's like uh, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Like, like I I've watched movies recently and I didn't like them, but I don't go and post a diet. Whoa, about whoa.
0: It. whoa, whoa! I've <laughs> known you for a long time. You rarely dislike a movie.
1: Like I'll have a conversation about it, but it's just like. It's like, oh, I mean, I watched, uh, I just watched Lockwood and Co. with my wife on Netflix, and I saw someone at work. I'm like, hey, you're a nerd, you like nerdy stuff. Did you watch this? And what do you think? And that person was like, ah, I didn't really like it. I was like, I got it, but I was like, it was like, oh, that's cool. And then I just like, I loved it. <laughs> like, I'm reading the books now. It's just like, it's you don't have to love everything, right? It's like you have different reactions to things. So, like my. I watched everything everywhere all, all at once. I had a certain reaction to it. My wife had a certain reaction to it, but we both liked it. And then like and then we add you into the the mix James. You you thought you were like that was a movie. Like it was just like it's but like it, are am I right <laughs> or you right? Like who, <laughs> I'll, I'll who knows?
0: Say, I'll, say, I'll say actually to that point Erin couldn't Erin couldn't even finish it. She hated yeah. it with a passion. Yeah. So, But I but She's never mentioned it since. It's like she's just like, I, I, when it won an Oscar, she's like, (laughs) oh, that that movie sucked. And then, like, that was it. Like, she couldn't, she hated every second of Mm -hmm. every Brock. Yeah. I'm like, don't worry. It's gonna probably get better for you. And it just got like worse (laughs) as it kept going. She was just like, she, she stopped watching at the Hot Dog Fingers. <laughs> yeah. She was like, she walked away. She goes, I'm done. And she just left at Hot Dog Fingers. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right. Well, yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, let me bash it for the next hour. I don't really yeah. care. Though. No, I
1: it's don't care. like, it gets us nowhere. And it's just like, don't watch. It's, it, it's- Do you
0: know, uh, there's an interview with, uh, uh, what's her name from, that all the fanboys are obsessed with from captain America. What's her face? The main captain America, the the woman that he loves. So she's oh. in the new mission impossible movie with Tom yes. Cruise, who is, I would argue is the last movie star left on earth. He's like <laughs> yeah. the last, he's the only one that doesn't is not in a Marvel movie that makes money. I don't, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, the point, the reason why that could be is because she said all he cares about when making a movie is the audience. Yeah. That's all he cares about is yeah. the audience. And the, and the thing is, you know, you can have like these, like, I don't care. I do what I want. Sure. But if you're, but if you're Tom Cruise, who is a movie star and your name is what's going to make money, you ha- has to be for the audience because, because us buying a ticket is what determines that. And I think, you know, Star Wars is these franchises, especially, and I think this is why maybe like someone like Edgar Wright didn't work out for Ant-Man and yeah. And uh I don't even want to get into Star Wars, but Edgar Wright for Ant Man, right? Is like Kevin Feige also has to understand like what's for the fans, and when Edgar Wright, as talented as Edgar Wright is, that might not have been the right choice. I mean, Ant Man ended up being a big hit, right? So yeah, like like you have to have some, you have to understand what the fans want. And I know, I know, I haven't seen them, but I know Marvels had some misses the last little while, mm-hmm. but I mean whatever the next one could be amazing and then they're back no one cares. So yeah. like you have to understand what the audience want, why the audience wants it because that's who your market is. but the Star Wars audience is difficult because you got into Star Wars at a certain time. I got yeah. into it at a certain time. the kids today get into it at a certain time and then there are people that got into it because of the comics because of a video game because of this or that. And everybody's opinion of Star Wars is very different. Yeah, um, and and you got to figure that. And that's why I say just grab the Mandalorian crew yeah. and throw them in the movies because at least they have some kind of Star Wars experience. So, but focus on the fans. That's what. Yeah. That's how. I'll end
1: yeah. It. So,
0: top crew. Solid,
1: solid episode. <laughs> Shall we go to top five?
0: Never tell. I didn't write it. Or never I, tell I, me. I'm sorry. I totally forgot to write a rundown. <laughs> This week, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Let's do it. Do you want to play that video or no?
0: No, I don't have it. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Never <laughs> tell me the odds.
1: Brought to you by Rebel Scum Podcast. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Rebel Scum Podcast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, we greatly appreciate it. So you can go check that out at Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. and. Help us out when our internet just decides to not work.
0: Don't jinx it.
1: Do not jinx it. But uh, we shout out the people that love and support us on a episodic uh, whatever, because we do this once a week. (laughs) Weekly basis is the one I'm looking for. And these people are Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Rennie Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Rez. Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W.
0: Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney Desi. Charlotte Kayla Davis Denner's, and Dale Erdman who's in the chat. Pog Soup.
1: Oh, little thing yeah, of yeah.
0: Storyline, but throw other things into it like a stew. Pog Soup. Oh, that's right. I think they should go with a collaborative uh, collaborative writers where they bounce ideas off one another. That's one thing I like about High Republic. And they all got together and kind of blended it all out, right? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. All right, here thank we go. you never, to all those people. Uh never tell me the odds. By the way, before we get into the odds, Brock, do you think the Kane character is is not it's not so much about the Kane herself. It's about the idea that that she's representing to the viewer that there are dozens upon dozens of these type of people in the new Republic that there are Imperials scattered about that aren't fully in on the new Republic that are actually still working for the empire. Do you think that, that could be the idea of, of Kane?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just sort of just because like typically the empire, I mean, well, the empire is fascist, (laughs) fascist dictatorship that ran the galaxy for 20, 30 years, whatever it actually was. And it's just like some people are like, it's a, it's sort of like corporations, right? Like you're like, oh, corp, corp, big corporations are evil, but it's like for a lot of people working there, they don't see a problem, and it's their ability to bring money home for their family to live a decent life. So it's like, yeah, we're depicting because it's the empire, and we're watching like a show it's like they have to be the evil empire right so it's like someone that like still clings to that comes off evil but it's like i think i mean we know that there's going to be a first order coming along so where do these people come from and there's always going to be people dissatisfied with their their station in life or just the state of life so it's like yeah no i absolutely like I think that's great. I hope she's not, like, someone that be- rises through the ranks. It's just a representation of, like, sleeper agents, I guess you can call her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, that's how I kind of felt. Okay, Never tell of the Odds. I you by Patreon. You all for your support. Uh, first odd, Moff Gideon will help Bo-Katan. Moff hmm. Gideon, at some point this season, will help Bo-Katan.
1: I like that idea, but just like that's the thing. It's like we still kind of don't know what Moff Gideon is up to. Like we have a vague, but like like we spent like almost no time with him. He's like a shadow more than anything else in the show. Uh, I'm gonna go forty percent. It's intriguing, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go full Brock because I don't know. Oh, this this is the kind of show that's like they might do. Like it's like I I I can see it happening, but I also see it where it wouldn't happen. Like. How do you play, like how do you plan Moth Gideon? Although he's the one that said it was supposed to be four seasons, so maybe his character's only around for four seasons, but the show lasts longer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go full bracket though. Uh, the next odd uh, the armor. This one hurts me to say the armor will kill heavy, <laughs> aka Paz, Paz Yeah, the armor will kill heavy. Can you hear that music? Aaron is blasting music. Sounds like a dance. Oh, it stopped. Did you pause? Brock? Looks like I'm going. Brock's silent right now. Or am I silent? He's moving. I don't hear him. Am I silent? I got to find out. dance party brock say, something. brock say something brock say something no brock's out i'm in here we go my <laughs> brock there's something going on your mic your feedback is just playing what i'm saying uh armor will kill heavy here's one that i don't like heavy is of course my favorite brock just talk when your back's so... up just interrupt me, whatever. Heavy is my favorite, obviously been my favorite since day one of the, or I guess three of the show. Uh great character. Didn't Rosemary character just look cool, so I liked Heavy a lot. Uh Paz Vizla is obviously his name, whatever. Who cares? And but could the armor kill him? Because the reason why I asked that question, Brock, is Heavy now like saw that Bo Katan saved his son and is kind of helping him helping out with the Mandos and he recognizes that and he praises Bo-Katan. So if he goes too far in trusting Bo-Katan and the armorer doesn't, maybe the armorer has a little switcheroo going on and wipes out heavy. But I'm going to go 20% because I do not want that to happen. Brock, are you there? Can you talk? Yeah, Brock, it's just me echoing through your your mic. <laughs> Brock's gone. It's just me. Here we go. We're going to we're going to I'm going to drink out of my giant yeti. Dale, I like that Dale's all in on the Dale's got a Dale's got our back here. Dale, what do you think? Will the armor kill I brought it back. Can you hear me will, now? Yeah, well armor kill heavy. Never time of the odds.
1: Uh, no. I'm going to go
0: 10% on that. 10%, that's the lowest you've ever gone.
1: Yeah. I, the best part was I could hear you the entire time. I just jumped out and jumped.
0: <laughs> James, thanks. I could see you. I could see you like acknowledging that I could do it. But yeah, Dale says no. Hmm. will not do it. Uh, and our final odd for the day, Jason Sendula will be announced in live action at Star Wars Celebration in just one short week. Star Wars Celebration happens. Our is Jason Sendula going to be announced the a celebration are we going to get jason syndula would no. they be stupid not to give us jason Syndulla? well i guess like if we have a
1: time jump with our time jump if we're having Hera in ahsoka and we assume that like she's a mother at this point because i think that happens all that all happens before return of the jedi right so it, ha- it has to yeah so unless,
0: unless twi'leks twi'leks are pregnant for a long time <laughs>
1: But like I don't know, it's uh, announced that celebration. I'm gonna go five percent. Will there be a character? I think so.
0: Dale, can't wait for the announcements. It's gonna, it's gonna be a fun celebration. Mm-hmm. You got Ahsoka coming. You got Skeleton Crew coming. You've got a movie that's not happening coming. You've got uh, probably Mando season four stuff. Like maybe little things, games. Who there's stuff is gonna be coming on it, and it's Easter weekend once again. We were there on Easter weekend all those many moons ago. I'm also yeah. gonna go eleven, I'm gonna go eleven percent on this because I look, I I think it'd be weird not to have Jason Sindula in it in something, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you announce him at Star Wars. Unless it's the Ahsoka panel. Okay, they could do this. Yes, Ahsoka yeah. panel, that's where they announce uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera, and like yeah. they have Sabine, and they could do that and then be like, and here's this guy Haley Joel yeah. Osment as Jason like, they, could do <laughs> they could do that so that okay I'm gonna go I'm gonna go full Brock again on that one because I just convinced myself because if yeah. you're gonna have an Ahsoka panel and that character, unless you want to yeah. hide that character for it I don't know who knows or maybe it's not an announcement but he's in the trailer that they're gonna show everybody except for us because we're not gonna be there alright yeah, those yeah. are our odds thank you so much Patreon for supporting us Brock do you have the news
1: I have the news
0: Brock has the news, and hold on, let me just do this. Oh, I didn't put this up. Now we're never telling the odds, and here we go. Hollow News, da 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 Hollow News, da 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 da, da, da. Get my mic is off, da 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 da
1: <laughs> Hollow News, the news you need to know right now. Star Wars actor Mark Hamill has lent, lent his voice to a Ukrainian air raid app to warn citizens of incoming attacks during the ongoing conflict with Russia. Attention air raid alert. Proceed to the nearest shelter, says Hamill over the air alert, an app linked to Ukraine's air defense system. When the threat has passed, Hamill signs off with the alert is over. May the force be with you. Hamill's Hollywood inspired contributions are available on iOS, Android, and Huawei as an optional English language setting with the Air Alert app in addition to its Ukrainian language alerts. The actor has provided lines that notify users of missile attacks, shelling, street fighting radiation, and chemical threats. Uh, This voiceover was first announced last year alongside a partnership between Air Alert and United24, a global initiative for collecting charitable donations to support Ukraine. Hamill is an ambassador for United24, which was launched by Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in May 2022. So very, very cool, even though it's very, very scary that you have this kind of app, but here we are. Uh, in, In... Acolyte News' Jodie Turner-Smith did an interview where she revealed some stuff about the new show coming up. During a recent interview for Murder Mystery 2 Collider Zone, Steve Weintrope took the opportunity to ask Turner-Smith about joining the Star Wars universe, and in return, she discussed how the tone is quite different from previous projects she was worked in. She went on to reveal which actors she did not get to share scenes with, which which iconic Star Wars weapon she didn't get the chance to wield, and even shared which director she got to work with, as she explained, Obviously, the subject matter is different. It's different when everything that you're doing is lighthearted. And that's not what I was doing for Star Wars. But I was working with my favorite director. And I've worked with... so f- that, that I've worked with so far, Kogonada. And under the leadership of Leslie Hedland it is incredible to see. I can't wait to see how the show turns out. So, maybe she didn't... Re- like. She did reveal that she did not do any scenes with uh, Amanda Steinberg. I think that's the right... <laughs> and she touched... She held a lightsaber, but didn't hold a lightsaber, which we kind of take to mean that she's maybe not a Jedi character. We'll see. Very exciting news for Acolyte. And in our final news, more director news about Skeleton Crew. The crew for one of Star Wars upcoming series continues to fill out Green Knight filmmaker David Lowry is among the directors of Skeleton Crew, as reported by The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the series has wrapped production in recent months, but the news of who is directed has, not, has been slowly been trickling out, as we knew last week. And it's probably reported a little bit earlier than when we did earlier this month. Word broke that everything everywhere, all at once, filmmakers, the Daniels, have directed an episode of The Skeleton Crew. One take news first reported the, the news of Lowry's involvement, and Lucasum could not be rich for comments. So perhaps this isn't all entirely true, boys. Just great news. And this is the hollow news. And this is your <laughs> hollow news.
0: <laughs> I just spend the whole time. I the whole when I turn off my mic, it's just me singing that song.
1: <laughs> just so you know. Just Perfect. so
0: you're aware. No. Do you think anyone do you think there'll be hot dog fingers in those? Could you
1: imagine? <laughs> Cru- no, no, that's that's what's wild. Like we talked. We we've mentioned hot dog fingers many times, but we never talked about the little googly eye, which is like the thing from this movie, right? Like,
0: yeah, it's just no, such it's wild the hot imagery. Dog.
1: That's true, <laughs> the hot dog fingers.
0: Hot dog fingers. Aaron, I'm telling you, man, I've never seen her hate something so much than she did when the hot dog fingers went on the screen, <laughs> like full blown. But like I said, she's never talked about it since. So it's like she's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. She doesn't, she doesn't also get too invested in those things. All right, here we go. Top five. Top five, Top five. moments from episode five. Top five <laughs> moments from episode Top five. five. So five episode. five for five. Five for five. Uh, when Heavy gave the speech and he said, we should be asking why. Because we are yeah. Mandalorians. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Heavy, yeah. Heavy's my guy. Got me my Funko. Heavy's my guy.
1: Uh, I I know you're probably expecting me to put this higher, but I guess it's just an obvious go. And it's similar to like a Hondo in number five. Uh, Zeb, Zeb being revealed in live action. Like, great, great. It was a perfect scene. It didn't confuse anyone that doesn't know what Rebels is about. Like, it's just like, he's a pilot that, that uh, Teva is talking to. That's it.
0: Uh, perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. You didn't even know who he was. He was just another pilot in that uh, station. It was an alien. Uh number four, Gideon. The escape moment when we see Gideon's ship and how he's escaped. I was very like horror. I like that the end, the the googly eye thing could leave the droid and go in and scout. And I was yeah. like, oh, I, I like this. So that's my number four.
1: This wasn't my number four, but like be- I have it on my list, so I'll put it here. But yeah, I true, I agree. It was like, and it was just I said before, it's like. I thought the episode was done and I look and I'm like, there's still at least four to five minutes of, of stuff before they hit the credits. Like it was great. And just everything about it just, uh, I know I'm going to get this wrong, but Sung Yun Lee who plays, uh, Teva, like what a, what an amazing character. It, he is now at level of with, with, uh, uh, Oh God, Amy Sedaris's character, uh,
0: yeah, Pelimoto.
1: Pelimoto. Pelimoto. Like if they're they're the characters that like, yeah, maybe you never give them a show, but they're like, you love when they appear. You're like, yes, something cool is gonna happen. So it's that that whole scene is just like,
0: yeah. I know it's Star Wars and this is how it is, but they've kind of gone like The Simpsons with their character. Like there's just mm-hmm. characters now. There's so many. Like The Simpsons, it's fantastic. I love it. Star Wars is great, suck it up. Haters, armor killing the guy. When armor enters the room, another yeah. horror movie. It felt like a horror movie, but when armor entered, I was like, "Yep, this is I like this. I like this a lot." And then she does like her armor thing. It would have been, I think, it would have been a lot easier if she had a gun with her and just boom, 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 boom. But whatever. Yeah, cool.
1: that's who she is. Like it's it like, looked cool. That's like I like. That's one thing about that sh- the show is like the man like Mandalorians are just like, let's go. Like they put themselves in the action immediately, and it's like I think that's like their their go to tactic. It's like. Just get in the in the face of the enemy, and that could prevail. It'll give you a leg up for a good amount of time. Uh, my number three is going to be. Uh, it might be corny, but I just love the idea that it all comes together. That like, Greef Karga admits he was wrong about the Mandalorians, and he's like, "You, you have saved this planet, and we will stand by you." And it's and it's like it's it's a new vibe for Mandalorians because everything we know before is like.
0: They're warriors,
1: and you—you mm-hmm. you know, like they don't trust people, and they maybe aren't tr- like, the, they're like they're like they don't make the best decision But like that goodwill, i after goodwill, you're like, wow. uh
0: My number two, the opening hollow call with the king pirate dude. <laughs> yes, yes. Bring king pirate in all the time. I'm yep. all in on king pirate dude.
1: Uh my number two is in the same vein, but it's just sort of like everything with Gorian Shard. I am sad to see him go. Like who thought like a swamp monster character would be this engaging, like and look so good? Like it's like if they do a swamp thing show, that they truly <laughs> ever do this, like, well, we can make it happen because like that looked cool. And it was just like for a fan of things, I don't know if Filoni created this character, but it has Filoni written all over it. So it's just like I hope. It's just uh, yeah, It's amazing.
0: Yeah, and it's a it's a new species mixed with the old one. That's yep. awesome. Uh, my number one is Zeb. 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 Ah. Zeb, zeb, zeb. 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 Yeah, because I liked it, and that's. Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay, maybe it wasn't the most amazing moment, and it was a subtle moment, but suck it up. I like Zeb.
1: My number one is Bo Katan taking off her helmet because the armor tells her to. Paul yeah thank you so thank you so much. It. Canada's own, and I'm not paying him <laughs> enough respect. Uh, but, yeah, but the Bo-Katan, He's watching the
0: Jays game right now, for sure.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, Bo-Katan taking off her helmet because the armor says, like, you can lead, and you have to be different, so this is what you're going to do. And it's just, like, the storyline to get to this part, like, Bo-Katan five episodes ago was, like, giving up, and, like, look where she is now because she decided to like perhaps they are right in a way and then the same note armor's like perhaps she's right in a way so it's like it's wild and i'm excited for what happens next and it's and again it's like this was like a really cool conclusion to that storyline it has nothing to do with mando
0: yeah
1: it does and it doesn't like it's just like she took forefront and it's like wow
0: but they're connected because of mando yes yeah exactly all right, we gotta do our March Madness. I wrote one of the yeah. answers. One of the answers is wrong. We'll put this on Instagram later today. Uh, but but so I wrote it. I wrote the wrong answer. And I just realized now because I'm an idiot. Uh, so let's add this here. So we've got uh, Din Jarn versus Anakin. Anakin won. Han versus Chewy Soy Brock. Han won. And then he Vader vader destroyed gideon and maul beat second sister but i wrote second sister one. Oh, time. i was gonna say <laughs> wow <laughs> no maul destroyed second sister second sister destroyed tarkin so that this will go on instagram later give us your vote next week the winner of march madness will be revealed the long-awaited winner people are all in brock is it's gonna be it's gonna be vader and maul or we won't have the winner we'll have the, the final round of it I yeah say.
1: yeah like think about this it could be anakin versus vader like <laughs> the yin versus the yang like and then no and then
0: that's balanced perfectly balanced perfectly balanced but, <laughs> I, anakin is the chosen one he oh my god it's getting so the sunset is hitting me and this yeah i'm starting to vanish look i'm turning <laughs> into a force ghost oh no i'm looking back <laughs> to the future yeah. marty mcfly all right, everyone. Thanks for watching. This has been a great show, Brock. We went long today. That's okay. Your internet held out for ninety-five percent of the last. Yeah, half. exactly. So that's all we could ask for. Uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap it up?
1: No. Um, why aren't you? Are you watching Mandalorian? Why aren't you watching Mandalorian? Watch Mandalorian. Thanks.
0: It's not on right now.
1: But just watch it. Watch all right. the episodes we have so far. <laughs> oh, I'm
0: gonna check out the. I had the Jays game on. I got 1% left on my phone. I can't check it out. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Give us a like and a subscribe. And until next time, um, this is the way. Because, Brock, you were always scum.
1: Rebel scum.
0: Thanks. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.